Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. Ask your smart speaker at home, hey, play The Rob O'Donnell Show podcast. It'll play you the last uploaded podcast. Ask for The Rob O'Donnell Show. And listen to Ask the WILK News Radio. And it'll also take you to our live broadcast between the hours of 3 and 6. Um, all this week, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, their show is Thursday, December 21st at 2.30. Listen, uh, between 3 and 6 today, sometime today, we will be announcing for a caller to call in. We'll pick that number at random, and uh, if you call in, you'll win yourself a pair of tickets later on today. So uh, don't call in now. Later on today, you'll you'll hear the music and then uh, the announcement to call in now and be caller, whatever we choose. Uh, for that time frame. But this will be the final week you can win tickets to CTSO at the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Arena. So you can still purchase tickets. So if you want to go and you didn't win tickets, you know, go purchase a pair. And if you uh, win a pair of tickets, then you can bring some friends with you. Works like that. Uh, lots to talk about today. A lot of things going on in Washington today. There were a bunch of hearings happening that I'll update you on. I tried to watch as many as I could. There were different hearings at different times between my laptop, my iPad, my phone, and the TV. You know, I think I had them all covered. I might combine them all into one, so I might jumble them up a little bit, which would probably be funny because it's not like they really uh, do much anyway. But I was going to start off today with talking about the uh, Keystone Sanitary Landfill's response to the DE suspension letter. We're going to get to that in just a second. Just a, a couple moments ago, probably about a half an hour ago, Senator Bob Casey made an announcement on X, formerly Twitter, uh, that states today U.S. Senator Bob Casey and U.S. Representative Matt Cartwright announced that the Federal Railroad Administration, the FRA, has included northeastern Pennsylvania in its corridor identification and development program with the goal of reestablishing direct passenger rail service between Scranton, Pennsylvania and New York, New York. The Corridor ID program was established by the Infrastructure, Investment, and Jobs Act to assist with the development of intercity passenger rail corridors. Now, this isn't a final deal, but this is a major step in restoring passenger service between New York and Scranton. This needed to happen for anything further, for the funds to be available. Uh, I know over the past years we've seen movement on this, especially the past three or four years we've seen this move kind of rapidly as far as planning, who was going to take over what, where the stops might be, you know, pushing for this. But this is what the local politicians have been pushing for, to be included in this corridor identification and development center. This basically is Amtrak saying yes Scranton, Pennsylvania is included in this. We're going to plan to bring rail service from Scranton, Pennsylvania to New York and vice versa. Um, the, the announcement goes on. For generations, passenger rail service has helped Northeast Pennsylvania connect with loved ones, get to school and work, access economic opportunity and re recreation. In turn, residents of other states helped to stimulate our economy and visited our region to see the best of what we have to offer, said Senator Casey. I have fought to restore Scranton Rail Service for my entire career as a U.S. Senator, including voting to pass the infrastructure law, because bringing passenger rail service back to my hometown and our region will be a game-changing force for our economy, our families, and our communities. 
I am thrilled to make this long-awaited announcement. This is a significant milestone and represents years of dedicated effort to restoring passenger rail service, which will contribute to our region's economic growth and vitality, said Congressman Matt Cartwright, a senior member of the House Appropriation Committee who worked with U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer to ensure Amtrak was included in the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which allocated billions for rail. Cartwright has also had ongoing conversations with U.S. President Joe Biden and the Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg in his efforts to restore passenger rail to northeast Pennsylvania. This proposed rail line will create jobs, improve quality of life, and offer convenient travel options to commuter, college students, and tourists alike. It will also connect those of us living in northeast Pennsylvania to a wider selection of healthcare services, sporting events, cultural activities, and vacation spots. I appreciate the efforts of Senator Bob Casey, Governor Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Northeast Regional Rail Authority locals Larry Malski, Dominic Keatling, and Bob Hay, and all who have worked alongside me to bring this project to this point. I look forward to getting the plan across the finish line with support of our federal, state, and local officials. And give some history. Rail service previously ran on the Lackawanna cutoff directly between Scranton and New York, but was discontinued in 1970. Without consistent use and upkeep, the track fell in disrepair and requires significant investment to restore train service. And again, it goes back into history. I'm not going to go through the years, you know, dating all the way back into 2008, 2009, 2015. It looks like there was some more movement to get this going. Uh, 2021 is when Amtrak announced the largest investment in passenger rail since its creation. And in 2022, Casey and Cartwright led a coalition of regional partners from Pennsylvania to New Jersey, urging the Federal Railroad Administration to reestablish the Scranton Rail through a once-in-a-generation investment in the Northeast Pennsylvania rail infrastructure. This past August, Cartwright and New Jersey Congressman Joss Gothheimer led a delegation that included Amtrak's vice president and network development along with New Jersey Transit and PennDOT officials to tour of proposed station locations and other key landmarks along Scranton to New York City passenger route. The Corridor Identification and Development Program is a comprehensive inner-city passenger rail planning and development program established by the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act to help guide inner-city passenger rail development through the country and create a pipeline of inner-city passenger rail projects ready implementation. Now, this also talks about if... Uh, let me see if I could find Casey's... Uh, post because it got a little more in depth pulling it up now and he basically uh you know after years of work of reestablishing scranton rail today we reached a milestone that puts us dramatically closer to restoring scranton to new york rail line Today, Representative Cartwright and I are announcing critical steps to bring Amtrak passenger service back to Scranton thanks to the infrastructure law. The New York-Scranton line will also make stops in New Jersey, East Stroudsburg, and Mount Pocono. When finished, the Scranton-New York line will be an economic boost for Pennsylvania, bringing in up to $84 million a year in economic activity. 
And again, you could see the post, and I've shared it on my social media. I'll share this news uh, media announcement as well. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a mix of both. And I think a lot of people out there think the same thing. I think uh, all the benefits that we get from it, I think it will indeed increase property value. But I also think it'll bring things that this area is not yet ready for. And it'll bring costs that this area is not yet ready for, like increased police costs, um, you know, as far as taxes and housing issues that we're already facing. Uh, it's a mixed bag. So um, it's going to be interesting to follow this through and see what it actually entails. From the timelines I've seen, it's really not uh, an express line to New York. It'll take time. It's not like a lot of people are going to say, well, I'm going to live here and commute into the city. But there will people who do it. I mean, I've seen people take the buses from the Stroudsburg area into the city, you know, two, two and a half hours each way. You know, we've seen them leave. You know, it will bring unwanted activity, especially on the rails, drug activity. Um, you know, in other areas of the country where they've extended rail service, one, of the, one that comes to mind is the San Diego area where they extended their trolley. It's really a rail service. They call it a trolley to the shopping district that was just north of the San Diego downtown area. Crime skyrocketed there because it was easy access and egress for people who wanted to do nefarious things and prey on shoppers who had money in an upper-class shopping district. So uh, we'll see there. No way it has a carbon footprint, right? Um, just looking at the text messages come in. It's, it's too early to tell. Uh, I think as much benefit as we get from it, there'll be negatives to weigh on this. Are our local elected officials, especially here in Scranton, Stroudsburg, Mount Pocono, ready to deal with this? Is the state police ready to deal with this? Is our local police ready to deal with this? Um, you're talking a lot of, you know, Amtrak does have their own uh, police force that hopefully will be involved with this, but it's they're very few and far between. It's hard to tell. You know, I moved here purposely to get away from New York City, and I moved far enough north when I moved here to where the New York City tourists don't even go, not the Poconos or that area, because I wanted to be away from that myself 20 years ago when I moved and wanted to be part of Northeast Pennsylvania. Does that happen? Is that what you get here? You know, the positives, hey, if you want to go to New York City for a day or a weekend, is it convenient where you don't have to drive? Yes. Um, will Amtrak have the different kind of bars? Do they have the bar cars? Do they have a dining car? Do they have a rail car? Or is it just a commuter train? Um, you know, the Long Island Railroad at one point used to even have a bar car where you could get into it and uh, you'll relax on your way home and unwind. They did away with them because they were getting too troublesome. So uh, a lot of unanswered questions, but I wanted to give you the update that just went out. Let me see. He posted this an hour ago, so this this uh, announcement is an hour old, and uh, I wanted to give it to you. We'll see. It says a round-trip ticket for Mart's bus is $65. How will train ticket be less? Doesn't sound like it uh, or worth it. Cabinet guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of that. I know I was expecting it to be a lot faster, and with the stops in Stroudsburg and Mount Pocono, 
I think it comes out to being three, three and a half hours. I mean, you could drive quicker, but it takes that away from you. It takes the gas cost. It takes the, I mean, what does it cost round trip gas and tolls to New York City? I would imagine it's got to be in that same realm. So, uh, so we'll see. And again, I, I don't think, I, I've always said from the start when I brought this up to you guys, be careful what you wish for. And I'm going to say it even more strenuous now. I know elected officials are looking, oh, look at all we're doing for you. Look at all this income we're going to bring in. Yeah, it's also going to cost us a lot more money to live here. So that's the downside of that. Costs are going to go up. That's part of suburbanizing northeast Pennsylvania, the Scranton area. And, and that's what it's going to do. So I... If, it, if I had the choice to wave the wand, I would want to do it. Depending on how it goes, do I see myself here three, five years after this railroad is in place and going back and forth? I don't think so. And that's my, my call on it, my experience. And I live far enough north where I'm still, you know, 30 miles from where the train would stop. It's going to change this area drastically. Now, for the better or the worse, that's up to the planning. That's up to are they prepared for what they're asking for. And that's my two cents. I see a bunch of calls on it. I'm going to get to you when we get back from the break. It's 322. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325, 38 degrees and cloudy outside. That announcement woke you all up. Text messages are flying in. I can't keep up with them all. I'm going to try on the breaks, but you guys are really going crazy with it. Maybe we'll get a new state park out of it, Mount Trashmore. It's funny you say that because when I visit my son's house in Virginia Beach, they have a Mount Trashmore there. It's actually, from its appearances, looks like a very beautiful, hilly state park. Virginia Beach is kind of flat, so it was a landfill that they covered and then put grass and it's they got a skate park there and a bunch of things but it is called by the locals mount trashmore so it's funny you say that i am also going to get to the landfill issues out here but let me get to these uh these phone calls first we have uh giles from archibald not a fan of the railroad giles you there oh yes sir hi rob good to hear you uh yes rob uh thanks but no thanks for this news uh but uh, it's, it's just a um, a bad time to get an open transit into an area where we have all this crime drama. I see it as a huge a huge um, uh, issue with crime and drugs coming down to this area. Um, I'm just uh, really frustrated about our, politi- our, our political uh, constituents that they didn't put this up for a public vote for the people to vote for this. Uh, it's it's just a nasty um, act on their part. I see it. I, I just don't agree with it at all. Bad timing for this. Uh, I agree with you, and I'm I'm just the bearer of bad news. Again, I'm I've said it from the start. Be careful what you wish for, and I am um, against it. But we'll see. Um, I've posted it for those of you who are wondering and want to see the announcement for yourself. I did post it on my Facebook at Rob O'Donnell on Facebook and at my Twitter at O'Donnell underscore. I've posted it on both locations so you could read the announcement for yourself. Um, I, I agree with you, guys. I don't think it's good for this area. I think it's going to cost us more than we benefit from it, and I think it's going to bring problems that these, this area's politicians are not prepared for. 
Exactly. Thank you, Rob. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank Th you again. Thank you, guys. Thanks for checking in. Uh, let's go check in with Luciano's not a fan of Amtrak. Luciano. Rob, thank you for taking my call. Yes, I've taken Amtrak for, in Philadelphia, 69th and Market. This is a scam. This is going to probably take about 10-plus years. And it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit Scranton or Northeast Pennsylvania. It's just a it's a no brainer. It's about the election next year. That's why both of them are doing it. I've taken Amtrak like I've told you many times, and you could take you could take Greyhound and Trailway from Philadelphia anywhere in this country, and it's cheaper than taking Amtrak from what they're talking about. So it's a big scam. It's all about the election next year, and uh, people wake up. We're thirty three trillion dollars in debt. That's why I left the Democratic. Party, uh, Bob. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you for checking thank in, Luciano. I appreciate it. And you, you know what? Train service and some Amtrak train service. Uh, I think we should be doing better as a nation with train service, making it nicer. Uh, you know, I've been on some Western train services that were just phenomenal. That's not the Amtrak here. I mean, you have the Amtrak that goes from Boston to New York. You have the Amtrak that goes up the coast from the Washington area to New York as well, stops in Philadelphia, goes up through Jersey. They're, they're not bad. I mean, they're not cheap. So don't think it's, uh, you know, I'm jumping on a subway for, for an economy ride. It's truly not. And I don't think this will be any different. It depends how it's set up. And again, I, I don't think the infrastructure here is prepared for what this will bring. And I think the costs, the the external costs, the, the perimeter costs outside of the infrastructure of just putting a train station here will cost you and I. It will run up costs on us. We will have to provide more police. We will have to provide more infrastructure for the areas. The, the areas surrounding, uh, you know, what, where are the parking lots going to be? Um, yes, are the parking lots Amtrak's responsibility? Are they going to be private lots? Uh, the, the streets around the lots, do we have to pay more for, for maintenance and to clear these areas during snow events, which we know we have here in northeast Pennsylvania? There's a lot of unknowns that before you throw your hands up and say, oh, wow, this is great. I don't think so. And again, it, this is not a done deal. This was a major hurdle to make it a done deal. It's like the step before the step to make it a done deal. Uh, we'll see. But they they keep saying rails are uh, the way to go for the future. They're not a bad thing. I, I wish we had great rail service from the East Coast to the West Coast to take trips like that. And again, they're not cheap. They're hundreds of dollars. I've looked at them myself to go across the country up through the Northwest down the California coast, um, it's, it's quite expensive, especially when you want to go, you know, in a upper class environment, if you want to go into dining cars and the rail cars and the bedroom cars, it's not just sitting in a, in a chair, like you're taking the subway. It's not that these are not that. Um, but we'll see where this goes. I'm just bringing you the announcement that the Senator and the representative from our areas put out today. Let's go real quick to the phones. We have uh, Jake from Scranton on the railroads. Jake. Hey, Rob. Got one simple question that I've never heard anybody address. Is they're talking about this rail link as far as passengers go, but nobody's ever touched on the fact of uh, moving garbage out of New York and New Jersey into Dunmore. And that's basically, I mean, the rail lines go past there. And I've never heard anybody address it. 
and I can't see how that won't be part of the 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 financial uh, windfall for the, the certain people because they'll be able to take a hundred rail cars of garbage in in a day as opposed to tractor trailers. Yeah, and if you just look at 380 uh, on any given day, you could see the trucks going back and forth with garbage both to and from. Absolutely. You, you bring up a great point. Will will this be a financial windfall for the rail lines and entities on both ends? Who's taking the garbage? Who's getting rid of garbage? You know, is more garbage coming to well, our area? Are we getting rid of it somewhere else? Well, the way it seems is we'll end up paying for it, but there's very few people that will be accepting the garbage. Do you know what I mean? Being paid for the garbage from these outside interests, where the taxpayers are going to be on the hook for the rail line, the tracks, uh, the right-of-ways, which you know they still have to get Jersey. I believe they still have to get Jersey's right-of-ways. Uh, you know, it just sounds like they're they're making it sound like it's going to be great for people, but they're not addressing to me what the big factor is going to be. Is it's going to be garbage? You bring up a great point. You bring up a great point, and you know also what's been happening across the nation with hazardous materials and and yes. stuff like that. Not just garbage, but stuff that could be dangerous to to the the lines along the way and the communities around the way. I appreciate you checking in, Jake. Thanks for your comments yep. on it. Thank bring, you. Bring up some good yep. points. It's uh, three thirty three here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 338 here, 38 degrees and cloudy, talking about this uh, next step in the railroad from New York to Scranton. Um, you guys are fired up in as far as the uh, text message go. You know, people say, would you rather five or six trucks driving on the highways or one train car? Um, I'd rather neither, to be honest with you, and I get it. It says, a train, to Philly, a train from Philly to L.A., minimum price is 320 average, ticket price 446 minimum trip duration, two days, 21 hours, plane average round trip, $400, six-hour flight. Oh, I get it. It's more of the aesthetics going cross-country. There are some really nice uh, train rides in America. If you search them, you know, I've done some research on doing it that as the trip, you know, getting a nice window car, sitting there and seeing the mountains, seeing the Badlands, seeing, you know, the intercoastal highway when the train comes down. You know, you have to be on the right side of the train for that, but which is probably hard to get and costs more. Um, but I get you. And again, uh, a bunch of people who've worked for railroads, have been around railroads, said that uh, railroads have historically been a white albatross, will eventually cost the taxpayer millions of dollars, if not more. You know, I get it. I get it. Let me go to clear up this last call. We have uh, Mike from Troop on uh, railroads. Mike. Yeah, you know the railroads. Uh, I think we the money can be spent uh, better better uh, ways at this point in time. Uh, I, I I'm soon to be 71 years old. Well, actually, in six months. But we did have the station in Scranton. I used to, as a little boy, we used to take the railroad once or twice a year to New York. And uh, it was nice back then, but the country was different then. You know, everybody was patriotic, and nobody hates America, and all this other, all, all this other nonsense. With uh, well, I don't want to get into uh, different types, different types of people, binary, and all this other stuff. And uh, but uh, you know, 
our area is basically safe, and, and it it's really isn't that bad when it comes to um, illegal immigrants coming in, in, into our area. Not yet. But I see all the <laughs> Not ones yet is the key in, word there, Mike. Not yet is the key yeah. word. I see all the ones in New York City, and I, and I just saw uh, this morning about people that were coming into Arizona, and uh, they, were, uh, they were saying that uh, what was their best destination? And, and a lot of them said New York. And uh, that scared me because uh, what do we have? Ninety miles from Scranton. Yep. New York. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hello, are you there? Yeah, yeah, we are. I- I've said yeah. that from the start. We're just we're just one politician saying let's send them there away from them starting to flood our area. And uh, you know we uh, most of the people around here are, are hunters and and do and do have guns. I mean, I I I, I was a hunter and I do have a permit for uh, for a handgun not concealed but uh you know and uh, uh they're they're coming into the wrong area and I, I see a lot of problems if 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 they do wind up wind up here uh i i can see a lot of people getting in in trouble uh for maybe defending their own homes and and uh different areas uh, what do you think i i don't see that mike i mean look at the influx in texas you know texas is is a uh, pro Second Amendment state. There's places all over the nation where immigrants have come in, and you know, although we're seeing a, a lot of those issues, what you bring up there really hasn't been one of them. Thankfully, I mean, crime has gone up in areas, but crime is domestic as well. It, it you know, it's 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 hard to say well, one well, brings I, the other. You know, as far as as uh, you know them living in the streets and shoplifting and stuff like that, we've seen that in this areas. But, you know, there are areas where they're already here. You know, there are already places in our area that are processing migrants where they're in. They're just not the influx that have taken over these other cities, like you mentioned, very close to us. And with a rail service, what's to say? I mean, you have the Mayor Adams in New York putting them on planes, putting them on buses to other areas. What's to say, hey, let's load up a train and send them to Scranton, Pennsylvania? Well, why not? Because I mean, it's Biden, and, and the, I remember very, in the very beginning when they used to have the shirts. Uh, remember what it says? Uh, we love Biden. Remember a couple of years ago uh, when they were when they were coming in uh, uh, when he first signed that declaration and he got rid of everything that Trump had. And uh, so I mean, Biden and everybody knows is well, when is from Scranton. So hey, I mean, must think that Scranton is a is a great city to come to. <laughs> well. I'm going to get into that a little bit because there was also some testimony from the FBI director today that we're going to get into. Appreciate you call, Mike. Thanks. Thank you. It's uh, 343 here at WILK. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 347 here at the station in Pittston, 39 degrees and cloudy outside. Yeah, to, to round up what's going on with this railroad, it's it's been authorized for federal funding now. It's one of the final hurdles before the actual planning and development of the railroad, but the mere fact that it's been included in federal funding is a major step. I just saw it starting to hit local media now. They've picked up on it as well. Got some text messaging on it. Why don't we get a vote on this rail system? Um, Beats me, but you know the people involved. Representative Matt Cartwright and Senator uh, Bob Casey. Give their officers a call and ask them what's their thoughts on this. Give them your thoughts on it. I think my personal synopsis at this point is I think there's going to be far more negatives than positives from it. That's just my two cents. You do your research. 
develop yours. Maybe if you live in downtown Scranton and you're looking for a you know immediate boost to your property value to sell your property and get out, maybe it's beneficial to you. But if you plan on staying here for the long term, maybe it won't be because of costs will go up for our area. Taxes will go up in our area. Who knows? I mean, it's, there's a lot of unknowns, which is a is a big fear, especially if you're on fixed incomes, especially if you're uh, you know plan to make this your home for the long term. Unknowns are not a good thing. Stability is a nice thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't change, but again, living around and working in the transit systems, a big large portion of my career, being around them, at this point in time with the information I have, I see far more negatives than positives because of it. I may be wrong, but do your due diligence, do your research on it. Uh, One of the stories that I wanted to get to and I had planned to start off the show was this Keystone Sanitary Landfill. They've, uh, they said they're working to mitigate the odors following a wave of recent complaints, though it contends the public misattributes odors to it. So, you know, you read that and it's like, okay. I didn't realize that there were hundreds of actual complaints from this. Uh, November... 21st suspension letter cited hundreds of recent odor complaints from residents and communities surrounding the landfill. Department staff routinely detecting off-site landfill gas odors and November 16th inspection where inspectors smell more pungent like uh, odors throughout the area. You know, it gets into the normal. I mean, we know. Anyone who lives in this area knows what the landfill does. Anyone who's ever been around a landfill in their life knows the smell. Well, basically, the spokesperson for the landfill says you're all stupid. Not in so many words, but pretty much. I mean, the landfill did immediately suspend operations following a phone call with DAP. Landfill business manager Dan O'Brien wrote in the response. Uh, Keystone acknowledged that it uh, certain required tasks and activities have the potential to generate odors, including placing final covers on garbage, repairing, replacing vacuum lines, raising stone columns and vertical welding to eliminate the odors from the area. Keystone uh, outlined six mitigation measures, including installing five horizontal collection wells. They're going to be drilling new gas extraction wells, placing 220,000 tons plus, uh, plus tons of soil cover material and plans to carry out final closure activities on a portion of the area. In the meantime, the landfill will aggressively monitor the area, among other work, and it will continue its efforts to reduce admissions, O'Brien wrote. The suspension letter was the third time this year the DEP has addressed landfill odors, um, uh, report, uh, um, odor reports amid Keystone Phase Three expansion. Now, when you get into it, down in, in the article, and this is coming from the, the Times Tribune. This is where they lose me. And, and I understand the landfill's not good for anyone, but it's part of here. I mean, they own the property. They've gotten the proper permits to do this against probably common sense. But here, here's where they lose the PR performance stance with me, basically calling us all stupid. The landfill is confident it remains compliant with its DEP-approved nuisance minimization control plan, O'Brien wrote. The vast majority of the hundreds of odor complaints from residents originate from residential neighborhoods surrounding the landfill, but DEP inspectors have not confirmed the presence of landfill-related odors during the most recent onslaught of complaints, O'Brien wrote. 
O'Brien contended the landfill has identified numerous business operations, infrastructure performance issues, marshes, and poorly maintained drainage ponds in the immediate area that produce odors, some on a regular basis. The public is generally not qualified to either identify a specific odor or make a determination to its origin of the odor, and yet the conclusion is always the same. It has to be the landfill, O'Brien wrote. The DEP is aware of other potential odor sources uh, in the area, and its staff are well-trained to recognize these different types of odors, Connolly said from the DEP. While at times the public may disidentify a source of odors, DEP staff are capable of differentiating those odors when they respond to odor complaints, she said. So basically, the manager of the landfill says that the public, you guys, us, not generally qualified to either identify a specific odor or make a determination as to where the odor comes from. So basically, shut up. Let us pile our garbage, whatever we want to pile, and tough on you. You lost me there, Mr. O'Brien. You, you, you really did. You, your, your PR response to this, hey, we understand there's complaints. We're doing the best we can to mitigate it. We're working with the DEP, and we're going to attempt to minimize this on as an ongoing basis as best we can. That's your answer. Telling people they're stupid and they don't know where the odors are coming from and they can't identify the owners even if they did doesn't really work out. Northeast Pennsylvania, you smell something, you think it's the landfill, keep calling the DEP. Let them figure it out. They're the experts. It says right there in the article. And since we're not qualified to determine if it's the landfill or not, well, let them figure it out. It's... uh. 354 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, we're facing the top of the hour here at the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, we have, we've hit another milestone. Not a good one, though. The rapidly growing debt the U.S. federal government has hit a milestone, topping more than $100,000 per person. While the population of the U.S. national debt are large numbers, difficult to calculate. There's uh, roughly 336 million people, and we're looking at $34 trillion. So that comes to just under $100,000 per person. Four o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the break.